0: Amen. So I'm excited for what God's put on my heart this morning. I'm going to just pray because I need it this morning. Amen. Father, I thank you today. God, for your word. I thank you for what you placed upon my heart. I pray that uh, today, God, our hearts would be open, that every distraction would be lifted, and that your Holy Spirit would have free course to speak and minister to each and every one of our lives in uh Special way today, God, and we give you glory and honor for that today in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, the last couple of weeks have been really awesome. Um, I believe as we've been talking about marriage and relationships, and seeing the the feedback, like we've been talking about, and just people commenting and talking to us, the um, tools that we've been giving. I believe are awesome and hearing the different perspectives how many of you have enjoyed hearing you know different perspectives i thought that was awesome to hear pastor sue last week get up and it was really cool hearing tim and eve and the just the the perspectives that you get from different people i think are always so eye-opening and we're all unique and every relationship is different every friendship is different every marriage is different but there's there's key things that you can you can put in place that are universal and i feel we've done a great job of of putting some of that stuff before you and i was just so um, proud of pastor sue last week just getting up and i'm like are you gonna do this and she's like oh she doesn't like to preach and share. So I just thought she just killed it last week. And so, you know, obviously pastor, we hear him all the time. So he did, he did all right. Amen. How many of you guys think pastor did okay last week? So this morning I want to talk to you about something that has honestly been on my heart for a while. I shared an element of it with our teenagers. We were doing a series called unfollowed and I didn't realize we were going to be doing a relationship series and one of the things that god showed me is the reason why we unfollow people and i thought man this is so fitting as we're coming kind of to an end with this relationship series and last week as pastor Don and sue shared about unmet expectations um, that is truly the root of almost every failed relationship isn't it i mean can we be honest this morning and i believe today god's given me something to Connect with the unmet expectations and I like I need some help, Brandon. Um I'm a visual guy. I, I think I tell you guys that, but I love visual aids because it just kinda helps me see. And so this morning I, I brought some props and and hang on. How you doing, bro? Good. Hey, Amen. How did you hear about that? Can you believe what Pastor tried to get us to do the other day? am so irritated. So frustrated, and then the guys in the back, they didn't do what I asked them to do. And I don't know if you do you know what I'm talking about? What? Yeah, thanks. We're, okay, perfect. Um, sorry. You know, isn't it funny the things that um, people carry in life? Wouldn't it be cool if it was so, like, apparent what people carry in life? When you really think about it, right? Like if, if you knew somebody had an issue and it was this obvious, like when somebody walked into the room and be like, they're carrying a fence. Like, why are they carrying offense in church? Like, you're in church. This is the place where, you know, the only thing offensive should be the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen? It was funny this morning. Like, I'm going to talk about offense. And, you know, we all were like, where did that cross come from? Who put that there this morning? And we're all, like, kind of offended that the cross is on the stage. I'm like, how fitting is it that there's that in the middle of our way this morning? And the Bible says that the cross is the thing That should bring offense to the world. Amen. The world doesn't understand it. And as I began to think about relationships, I've been a Christian now for over 20 years, and I can honestly maybe say that most relationships end. People leave churches, marriages end. Can we just be real for a little bit this morning? Because of offense. Can we just be can we can we get, can we go there this morning you know and so i thought it'd be fitting if i you know wore a fence this morning to illustrate just how much this really does plague maybe the church today you know i I'm, I'm gonna go a step further today we don't talk about offense do we a lot of people go i left that church because i was offended i divorced my spouse because i was offended i'm not friends with them anymore because i'm offended have you guys ever heard that conversation? No, no you haven't. Here's the conversation you've heard. You hear, "Becca, can you believe what happened to me? They hurt me. They they didn't understand me. I'm, you know, I need to go where 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 I am respected and understood and loved and cared for and I mean, that's how we talk about our fence, isn't it? Okay, well, well, I'll go back up here. (laughs) What are you guys worried about? You afraid I'm going to take somebody out with my fence this morning? The Bible says that offenses will try to arise. The Bible says in Luke chapter 17 and verse number one, says, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Listen, the opportunity to wear a fence is going to come in your life. Amen, if you are human and breathing oxygen, okay the opportunity for you to strap on a fence is going to be there for the rest of your life it 's not going to go away okay you 're always going to have an opportunity to wear this and i 've honestly lost sleep over this message and trying to find the way to to um, bring this to you in, a, in in a way that will hopefully bring healing to your heart because this is such a profound um, thing that is taking place in relationships today. It goes on to say that, but woe to him who, when they do come, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive. Amen. Today, we say, oh yeah, I forgive, but I am never going there again. Amen. I am never trusting them again. You know, we live in an interesting day. I think that, um, I, you know, social media is great, um, but what it's done is I can grab my phone here and I was trying to figure out a way to illustrate this. I don't know if you guys use this. Maybe some of you do and some of you don't, but I can go and find my friends on here and I can I can friend request anybody in this room if you have social media, right? I can hop on if Jeff's on there. You know, I can hop on and grab Jeff as a friend. Amen. And and Jeff may begin to share some things. He loves to go adventuring. They like to go on these cool trips. Travel around the world and well hiking and mountain climbing and you can tell I'm friends with him I see some of his stuff and but what happens though is he begins to share the glory and splendor of his life He's got this great life and I look at my life and I start to examine like How come his life is so much better than mine and you know, we begin to form this like thing and I'm like Jeff We're friends. Why aren't you ever inviting me? But I see him inviting other people from the church and I'm like, Jeff, I thought we were friends, and you don't even ever invite me. Like, I, you know, I, I see your pictures. I'm your, I'm your friend, right? And, and so then we begin to, like, put on this offense. Like, I thought we were friends. We go to church together. We worship God together. We raise holy hands. We take communion together, and you never invite me. <laughs> hey, offense doesn't care who it hurts. So we can, like, before you know it, you're like on this social media thing, you're like, you know what, I'm tired of seeing Jeff's stuff. And you can just click this little button, unfriend, delete. And, it's, and I wonder if that mentality has begun to creep into the church where when we don't like what the pastor says, we don't like the way people treat us there. Right? We just like, um, there's 17 churches on this corner. There it is. There's like seven churches right here. It's like, I'm just going to go to a new one. I mean, man, there's, there's godly people everywhere. I'll just go over there. Right? So we, we pack up our fence and go across the street. But the Bible says that if something happens with the brother, if, if you're bothered about a friend, you should go to him. Jeff, man, I thought we were friends. How come you never... You know, I'd love to go hiking with you, brother. He's going to next time he's going to be like, no, I don't. Don't ever invite me to go hiking. I hate hiking. Okay? That's, don't. Okay, just, just, it's an illustration, brother, all right? Okay? I'd like to drive. That's why God gave us cars. Amen? But people legitimately delete people from their lives for the dumbest reasons. We delete people because we don't like their posts, their comments. We're jealous of their life and so on. It's almost, sorry if this is offensive. I have an extra fence over there. If I say something you don't like today, you can pick it up and walk out. It's almost comical how easily people move on from one friend to the next and totally disregard the people from yesterday. Maybe you guys don't see this, but I'm in the, I'm, I'm younger, right? Like I'm in this young generation, right? I'm, I'm young and hip, So, you know, our generation, we we got issues. You guys got it down, but you guys probably have never experienced this, but, but I've seen it. People and relationships seem to be disposable at an alarming rate. It seems we're so quick to strap on our fences and try to move forward. That's why I love reading the Word of God. You find that it really isn't anything new under God's hand. The method may have changed, but the root remains the same. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 10, He says, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Think about this today. Here's Jesus speaking to the people. He's like, listen, many will be offended. They'll betray one another and will hate one another. We see that today, don't we? Like, just listen to the verbiage of today. It's like just everything and everywhere. It's like just this constant barrage. Then many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because of lawlessness that will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Endures what? He who endures, even Tim referenced it in the offering, guarding our heart. Amen. Offense is something that takes root in the heart. Okay. It's not something we wear visually like I am today. I'm using this as just a silly example, but wouldn't it be cool if, you know, God did that, like the little sign on top of your head, like stay away from that guy. He's got offense, right? (laughs) Stay away from that person. They got sin in their life. Wouldn't it be nice if you like had that little, like, disclaimer on somebody, right? Like the warning labels, my wife got this new dress and she's like, do you have some scissors? And she pulls the tag and it's like 12,000 pages of like warnings on the dress. I'm like, man, it's a piece of fabric. What's it going to do to you, right? This morning, what is betrayal? Betrayal is when I seek my benefit or my protection at the expense of one I have covenant relationship with. I'm going to, let did I put that up there? Oh, I did. Betrayal is when I seek my benefit or my protection at the expense of the one that I have a covenant relationship with. You know, we don't talk a lot about that today, but in the Bible, it was filled with covenant, right? People entered into friendships. And that's why when you get married, you talk about the covenant relationship, the covenant bond, right? That, that is supposed to be deeper than anything else, right? It's supposed to be inseparable. Right? And that's like when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, that we come into a covenant relationship with Him. His everything He has, He bestows upon us because then we can come to Him and we can ask from Him whatever He has and He can ask from us everything that we have, right? And it's inseparable. There's really nothing that should ever come between that covenant. Just like when I entered into a marriage relationship with my wife, we made a covenant promise to one another, right? That no Offense could separate our relationship. Now, trust me, there's days where, you know, there's things that rise up and disagreements take place. And if I'm not careful, that root of offense can get into your heart. But you got to recognize that. You got to guard your heart because if not, the byproduct is betrayal. It is such a deceptive force that works against the will of God. How many friendships, marriages, jobs, and churchgoers are affected by offense? In life, you will be tempted to delete people, not because of any other reason than simply offense. This morning, the problem in relationships today is so many people refuse to see themselves for their own shortcomings hmm, and solely focus on the wrong in others. It's our way of justifying our self-worth the more wrong I see in someone else, the better I feel about myself. Think about that for a minute. How many relationships end because we don't want to self-examine? We don't want to take responsibility for our actions. So we strap on our offense and we go packing on to the next relationship, the next friendship, the next marriage, the next church, the next this, the next that. And if you don't deal with who you are, your own shortcomings, you know what's gonna happen. I may delete Jeff, but then I see Becca. Whew. You wanna talk about Miss Popularity. I mean, she is the queen of social media. Like, And I am friends with her, right? Like. But that's what happens is then you go, okay, I'll be friends with her. And you see, like, you know, all of a sudden she's, like, at the races. She's at the pool. She's at the youth thing. She's doing this. She's doing that. Oh, my gosh. Look at Becca. She's so celebrated. Like, Becca, why aren't I ever invited into your life? So, look, now I'm starting to take offense at her life because I didn't deal with me. I moved from Jeff to Becca, right? And then it just keeps going, I might hit you with my fence today. No, I won't hit you, hopefully. Amen. If I do, you'll have to forgive me. Don't take offense to my fence hitting you. Is this all right this morning? You see what I'm saying? The more wrong I see in someone else, the better I feel about myself. And it's so easy to to look at the wrongs in everybody else, isn't it? It's so easy to focus on everybody else's stuff because we don't want to deal with us. My second thing for you this morning is offense desires multiplicity. Doesn't it? Brandon, could you come and help me? I, Brandon and I spend a lot of time together. Too much time together. Um, and, and if you're not careful, the people you spend the most time with, we work together. We're friends together, we do ministry together, our kids hang out together. We're not married, okay? We don't sleep together. It's being silly because I was thinking about when me and my wife were up here. But we spend a lot of time together. And there's days where pastor's not here, but we work for pastor. We we have to deal with Tim. I'm kidding. Nicest guy on the planet. Um but he, it's really easy if you're not careful when you spend that much time around each other to try to pull each other into each other's frustrations, right? And and next thing you know, it's like, Brandon, will you, can you hold that fence for me over here? Yeah. And maybe just, I don't know if you can, Becca, can you grab part of my fence too, please? Thank you. Yeah. If you can hold that one. Actually, just maybe set, just hold it right over here. Yeah, you can hold that one. Perfect. And then just turn sideways just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Can you take this one? To, can you take my fence for me, please? Ah. Oh, perfect. It's getting heavy. Whew. Good thing I work out Lord's Gym. Have a great deal on memberships right now if you don't have a, no, you need to, can you hold The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 11. Sorry, Beck, I didn't even, you look beautiful. Thank you for getting all dressed up, doing your hair nice. So you could be one of my props this morning. Amen. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the household of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. See, division and quarreling is nothing new and will not go away. As long as we are human in an imperfect shell, we will battle this internally and externally. How many of you have ever tried to do something by yourself? Amen. You've all done something by yourself. Did you guys have somebody brush your teeth this morning for you? Amen. Somebody like I didn't brush. Okay. Did you comb your hair? No, I didn't, but I did shave. Amen. Okay. I'm not in the Jetsons yet. I'm believing God. We're getting close. I can tell Siri to do things, but I can't quite tell to comb my hair yet. Okay. But how many of you guys know the old saying, many hands make light work? Right? But also, many hands mean many mouths. Amen? Many perspectives, many attitudes. Why are you laughing? But with many comes much opportunity. The load is lighter when many hands are present, but the opportunity for attitude or disagreement grows greater. Doesn't it? Think about it. Like the more of us that get together and especially if, you know, we're, you know, oh, I got to be careful. How do I, how do I navigate this conversation? We do a lot together. The, these two, I didn't even ask you if I could use you today, but it's perfect. You and, but there's always opportunity for attitude, from all of us, right? There's times where I get to be in charge. Just gonna be honest for a minute. But then there's times where he gets to be in charge. And then there's times where she wants to be in charge. <laughs> and it, we've had to really learn, right? How long have we been working together, 10 years? Goodness gracious, no wonder I'm bald. How long have we been working together? Too long but there's been a lot of times where maybe I'm frustrated about something. And because we are so close, it could be really easy to be like, Hey, Brandon, did you hear, did you know about my, uh, my, my frustration? Amen. And, And so we begin to stand at the fence and talk. Amen. Same with Becca. You know, it's like you're dealing with people and working with the team and Can you believe their attitude? Can you believe? I know none of you guys have ever dealt with this, but maybe in your workplace, maybe at home. Maybe. But the Bible says that Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 15, is that getting heavy? You guys getting tired of carrying my offense yet? All right, good. It says Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15, it says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up Causes trouble, and by this, many become defiled. Listen, when you begin to carry offense into relationships, into your marriage, into your church, into your workplace, it does not like to stay to itself. It likes to spread like a cancer. Offense does not like singularity. Amen. It likes to suck people in because when it can pull somebody else in, if I can get Becca on my side of the fence, I feel justified in my feelings. I feel justified in my hurt. I feel justified in wanting a divorce. I feel justified in wanting to leave a friendship. I feel justified in wanting to move to a different church. Amen? Now, I'm not saying that there's, there's okay, I'm not classifying that every relationship, failed marriage and people leaving churches because of offense, okay? So please hear me out in that. I'm not trying to go that. But it's such a powerful truth that really happens more than we think. Amen. And so, the more people I can get on my side of the fence, the more justified I can become in my action. Especially if I can find somebody out there that feels the same way I feel. Amen. Or, or I can find somebody over here that is maybe, you know, experienced this hurt and pain like me, and I can and I can talk to them and and find that. Man, look at their life now. They're okay in their offense. Amen? I'm going to give you some keys to overcome today. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse number 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Can I be honest with you this morning? We all make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. There is not a perfect person, there is not a perfect marriage, there's not a perfect friendship. There's not a perfect workplace. There is not a perfect church. Can I get an amen? But it's easy to put up walls to protect yourself from hurt. But maybe this morning, we as believers set ourselves up for offense because of our expectations. Some may say the world treats me better than a lot of Christians. Why would you say that this morning? Because maybe our expectations of the world are lower. You know, we come into church and we expect this perfection. We expect everything to be, we expect to, you know, that, that it's everybody else's job to, to treat me right and to serve me and to do and, you know, to never, spe- you know, correct or speak or, I don't, I'm not going to fill in any blanks here this morning, but maybe we expect perfection from imperfect people. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 10, it says, now to whom You forgive anything, I also forgive. So here Paul is speaking to the church because there was just this this disease in the church. Something had taken place, and I tried to do my research, and and something had happened in this church that, that the whole body was carrying, that the whole body was offended over. And he's like, enough is enough. It's time to let go of the offense. For if you forgive, I forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sake in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Listen, Satan loves to sow discord. He loves to sow betrayal. He loves to sow offense. He wants you packing fences the rest of your life. Amen. He loves when it's in the church. He loves when it's in your heart. He loves when it's in your life. But we have to do our part to guard God our hearts so this morning i want to share with you the key to overcoming offense we are to be peacemakers we are to be peacemakers the bible says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 says to put on the new man you know the old sean i had no problem being irritated with people i had no problem having an attitude like there's a what seven billion people in the world I don't need Brandon. There's somebody else in the world, right? No, they don't. He, he is at Lord's gym five days a week, 40 hours a week. If he can't hold this fence, then he's done. Are, how are you doing? So good. Amen. I'm having him hold him for a reason. Because after a while, the more you carry your fence around, the more of a burden it becomes. The more destructive it becomes to your heart and to your life, to your friendships, to your marriage, to your workplace, to your church. And God wants us to be free. He says, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, I don't think I put that on there, but it says that we are to put on the new man. See, the old man had no problem with these attitudes. The old man had no problem with feeling justified in my wrongs, blah, 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 right? But we're to put on the new one. When we put on Christ. We put on a new nature. We put on a new attitude. We put on a new outlook. And the Bible goes on to say in Hebrews twelve fourteen, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See, this morning... You guys can put your fences down on the ground. Offenses are barriers that keep us from moving forward. This morning as I've tried to hop down, I hate standing in one place, but these fences have created an obstacle for me that I have to go around every time I want to come down and talk. And that's what it does is offenses create barriers between the will of God for our life, the purpose of God for our life, and the plan of God coming to fruition in our life. And I wanna ask you this morning is are you pursuing peace with all people? They become prisons if we're not careful to our own peace and progression. I have heard it said that holding on to your hurts does nothing to the person that hurts you, it only hurts you. Did you know that most fences in your life, the people didn't even realize that they hurt you? I've had that said to me before. I've had two-way conversations with people and found out later on that they didn't like something I said and I've not talked to them since. I'm like, wow. I heard from somebody else that I said something you didn't like and I thought we were closer than that. I thought we were like, you know, Christians together. I thought we were like in covenant together. Bound by the blood of Jesus Christ that, that if I say something you don't like, you should be able to come and talk. I've worked really hard as a pastor to try to foster that environment with the people I work with, correct? If I know that I've done something that has upset Brandon, I've, I go to him, man, and, and I'm like, bro, I am sorry. Like, we, we battle it out, right? We've had some knockdown dragouts in our friendship, but you know what? My friendship with him means far too much for me to just have an offense begin to build and a separation between the two of us. There's been a lot of times where we've never had any issues. But there's been a there's been times where we've had to have some hard conversations with tears and and transparency and be like, "Man." But I wonder today if we desire To protect our hurt more than we desire the peace that God has for our heart. Because the Bible says that we are to pursue peace with all people. Pursue holiness and righteousness. To be in right standing with those that we are in covenant relationship with. But yet have we allowed Satan to have such a way with us. That we just write people off from our life. Because there are 7 billion other opportunities to grab somebody in our life. I want to be a man of God that pursues peace and holiness. That doesn't always mean that it works. There are people that have walked out of my life or left my life in the last 20 years of being a Christian. But I know that as long as I am pursuing peace, pursuing holiness, and trying to make reconciliation, that I can stand in a place of peace knowing that I've done my part. Because Paul admonished us in 1 Corinthians 1.10, just like I said, be of one mind, united in thought and in purpose. Paul charged the church to live in harmony with each other and let there be no divisions, rather be of one mind, united together. So this morning, we must overcome our own pride and seek to live together. Success in any relationship, Christian or non-Christian, or any venture, calls for the death of an individual ego and self-interest. Think about that for a minute. How many times do relationships suffer Offenses take root because of pride, because of ego, people not wanting to admit their wrongs and their shortcomings. So when a mistake is made, we must refuse to place the blame or cut people off, be forgiving, and don't allow an offense to develop into bitterness. As I close today, Bill, if you could come back and strum that harp. the bible says in psalm chapter 51 i love david you want to talk about a guy that could carry offense could be bitter (laughs) could have an attitude towards the people here's a guy fully justified had been wronged didn't even ask for what god wanted to do in him he wasn't standing in line begging for the throne Right, He didn't run to the every conference hoping that the right guy would call him out and pick him to be the next prophet, whatever. He was just doing his thing and God handpicked him. And all kinds of stuff fell apart in his life. He had every right to start packing fences. He had every right, but he he gives us a powerful truth and I'd never seen this before until I was studying this a little bit I love this verse I I, I quote it We, we quote this all the time it says in Psalms 51 verse number 10 create in me a clean heart O God you guys can set your fences over there thank you and renew a steadfast spirit within me think about that for a moment Man, our heart gets tried. Our heart gets pulled on. But we got to refuse. And I love the outlook that David had. He goes, God, put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away. Listen to what the spirit of offense tries to do in your heart. God that you would protect me, clean my heart, that your Holy Spirit would not be taken away from me. Just because you've been through heart, just because things have happened in your life, if you can take the posture of David, he goes, God, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. This is the part I never quite caught for some reason. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. I wonder if our posture in relationships, our posture through hurt, our posture through betrayal, our posture through moments where we could be easily offended, where people wanna champion your cause, oh, you're so right, you should be treated that way, I can't believe they did that to you. I wonder if maybe our posture is the key to their freedom David said when I get it right it will influence those that are lost when I get it right in my heart I can now lead others to this place of freedom I read this quote the other day Craig Rochelle said forgiveness doesn't change what happened in your past but it can change what happens in the future as long as we're human as long as we're on this imperfect earth until Christ's return if, glory to God we get to experience the great white horse come riding in in triumph and victory but until that day or until that day we stand before Christ you're going to deal with people You're gonna deal with situations that are gonna give you an opportunity to either pack on hurt or walk in forgiveness. But I know for myself, I want everything that God has for my life. And I love the example that we get from Christ. Jesus walked the earth to bring restoration to people. Restoring the value we place on each other and the value of being connected to the body should be our greatest desire. Do you know how painful it is? Maybe maybe you do know. If you've ever had that moment where you feel like you've hurt somebody, you know that pain. It's the worst thing in the world. For me as a pastor to know that maybe I said something that hurt somebody, that they're not walking with the Lord. I remember there was a a young lady that was coming to our youth group for a while and was dealing with something. And, and I'm not really like, I, (laughs) um, I'm not afraid to speak the truth. She was dealing with depression. And, and so I was speaking truth to her. I had to, and she took offense to it. And you know, what's sad is I've seen her and she works at a local store around here and she'll see me coming down the aisle and man she will turn the other way and walk away. I've tried to 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 reconcile to to love but I know that there's going to be those moments where speaking truth is going to cause offense because of the cross. Amen. There is moments there was another situation that I dealt with just recently in our youth and I'm not going to go into any details other than the fact that I had to address something and I did it in the most loving way I've ever done it I started the conversation with hey do you feel loved here oh yes do you feel accepted absolutely do you love being here absolutely do you know that I love and care for you oh, absolutely with all sincerity I said that I need to ask you to do something for me and I haven't seen him since send a messages hey love you miss you send a message to parent says just give them time so there is times where for the cross's sake there will be offense but most of our relationships that experience this hurt are just because of miscommunication misunderstanding and the inability to reconcile But this morning, I want to give you three things as you stand to your feet that I believe that I've put in place in my life that haven't been necessarily foolproof, (laughs) but they seem to work pretty well. And it's found in, in a relationship example in the Old Testament with David and Jonathan. these two are great examples because number one you'll find in first samuel 18 that they sacrificed for one another they were willing to to give up for each other healthy relationships are built on sacrifice they're built on on giving more than taking as jonathan gave david as his military garb. He knew that David was going to be anointed the next king, and he wasn't jealous of what God had anointed David to do. So he had no problem sacrificing something that was important and valuable f- for his friends. If you want to protect a friendship, you want to protect a marriage, you want to protect relationships in your life, if you want to protect against offense, number one is you need to sacrifice for one another. Number two, you got to be loyal. Here we find that Saul has put an attack on David, a, a, a shoot to kill order. Jonathan is Saul's son. Jonathan chose his friends over his father because he recognized that his father was not acting under God's commands but under the deception of the enemy so Jonathan chose to protect his friends over anything else you want to protect against offenses stay loyal no matter what the cost no matter what somebody says man I Jeff whatever it takes man I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and you got to mean it from your heart you got to be loyal No matter what, no matter how bad it hurts, Brandon and I have had to have some hard conversations, but because I love him and I need him in my life. He probably doesn't need me, I'm kidding. We need each other and it takes sacrificing self, sacrificing attitude, ego. There's times where I've had to sacrifice wanting to be right sacrifice wanting to be the the boss and laying it down because being loyal to my friend means more than anything else and lastly be vulnerable this one's hard cuz i'm a pretty open person i put a lot on the line Because I don't want fences in my life. And there's been a lot of times where I've been maybe too vulnerable. But I'm choosing that for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the kingdom, I'm going to be vulnerable. Put my emotions out there. Put my feelings out there. Yeah, I've been hurt. I've been misunderstood. But... That doesn't mean that Mary Jo has to pay the price for that. That doesn't mean that Matt has to pay the price for something that's happened in my past. So in order for me to keep moving forward and being a peacemaker, I got to be vulnerable. There's a lot of people today that I've heard them say it. I just don't let people get close anymore. But you can't bring people to the place that God's called them to be. You can't be somebody that prays and weeps and intercedes and loves and cares for the people that God's called you to reach if you're not willing to get to that place of vulnerability no matter what. Because it only hinders what God can do through their life if you're willing to get to that place of vulnerability. So this morning, with every eye closed and every head bowed, maybe in this room you felt betrayed. You've had people walk out on you, misunderstand you. Can I tell you the Bible says that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's been some days where that's all that's carried me through. Because I got Jesus, and that's all I need. Maybe there's somebody in this room today. You got some fences on your back. Man, that's hard to admit. We're taught today that we should focus on ourself. That if you've been treated wrongly, you shouldn't be there. You should run. But I believe God wants to heal. I believe God wants to set us free today. I know he's He's done some things in my heart. And I've had to lay my fences down because of where God wants to take me, where God wants to use me. And I can't bring fences into the place that God's taken me. So if that's you this morning and you felt betrayed and you want God to heal you or maybe you are that person that's carried a fence, and you need to repent. I just want to open the altar for a moment this morning.